The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to shorts and tees and bikinis. And for anything I'm trying to update in my wardrobe, I'm not trying to spend a small fortune. Let me tell you about Quince, because I just found a bikini, top and bottom, $50. High quality, $25 for the top, $25 for the bottom. There is a certain Australian shearling slipper that I've been looking for, and I found it for $50 on Quince. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Lexi for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Lexi to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Lexi. Are you looking for a new and healthier way to unwind? Let me tell you about Recess Mood. It's infused with functional ingredients. It's not just a sparkling water. It has mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangover. It comes in four delicious flavors, strawberry rose, tropical bliss, blood orange, and raspberry lemon. I think raspberry lemon's my favorite. I do like strawberry rose a lot as well. I love a fun beverage. It's nice to crack one open, pour it over ice, to unwind at home, chill on the couch, treat yourself to a night in. It's a great replacement for alcohol. It's also a way to stay balanced while on the go when you're running errands. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. So head to takearecess.com slash Lexi and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. like this show and want to make your own let me tell you about anchor it's free and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer you can even add songs from spotify directly into your episodes anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on spotify apple podcasts and many more you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started I'm Lexi, Lexi Lombard, the host of this podcast, the At Lexi Podcast, Diary of a Gen Z, and if you have not listened to my last episode, highly recommend listening to that first. It will give you a bit of context. I lost my mom pretty unexpectedly last week, and I recorded an episode in real time uh, about 24 hours after the incident. And I'm really, really glad that I recorded that. I found that to be A, cathartic for me, B, beneficial for some of you, and C, it's going to be a really important episode for me to look back on in the future. I'm glad that I have evidence of that because it was helping me in the moment, but I think it's also going to help me in the future. And one week later, it's not any better at all. It's, it feels like one very, very long day. Um, time is all a blur. Time is always all a blur. Time is always stretching and shrinking and it's, it's never consistent. But especially this past week has been a whirlwind of chaos and calm 
essentially what had happened is when I flew, I was in Los Angeles when I found out, and uh, my family found me a very quick flight that morning. Thank goodness. I don't think I could have waited. I mean, I found out at 3 in the morning and my flight was at 8.45, and you would have thought that the time between 3 a.m. and 8.45 was a year. It felt like the longest period of time, so I'm glad that I got a flight because it, even if it was in the afternoon or god forbid the next day or the day after i don't think i could have handled that who knows i mean i'm handling this better than i not that i thought i would i'm just comparing it a lot to my last death my well no i've experienced several deaths and i described them all in the last episode at least like the, the very major ones in my life but in terms of severity and relationship my grandfather was for sure the hardest death prior to this one and during that I wanted no one to be near me because I felt no one understood what had happened to me except for me and I wanted to grieve alone. I wanted to mourn alone this time around. I want all the love that I can get. I was saying this to someone it's so different. I want every person that's ever crossed paths with my, with my mother to come hug me and be with me and I need all the touch I can get. I'm telling you it's 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 so opposite, but I think this one is a lot healthier this time around. Uh anyway, so I fly back and I spend the first night with one of my best friends um that I've known since 4th grade. And she holds me in her arms and I spend the first night with her and then slowly but surely my dad's siblings start coming in, my aunts, my uncles, cousins, friends, neighbors. And the love from the community has been amazing. Uh, our next door neighbor, she's lovely. She set up a food train. So everyone in the neighborhood has a different day of the week. And they come by and they drop off dinner for my dad and, and me. And it's, it's, yeah, the amount of people that have come and visit is really beautiful. I mean, it's strange. It's not strange. It actually makes perfect sense. But when my friends come by to stop by and they're friends that I see frequently, I hug them and it's sad. But when neighbors or people that I haven't seen in years, because I'm an adult now, I've, I've moved away from Virginia. I'm not here as frequently as obviously I was when I was a teenager and a kid. So seeing those neighbors come by, as soon as I hug them, I just start weeping all over again. It hits so much harder because I know that the only reason I'm seeing them is because of this tragic circumstance. Um, uh, I don't know, this is too graphic, but I went to go see her at the funeral home because you have to identify the body. <laughs> I mean, when my grandfather passed, I, he, they kept him on an oxygen tank or I forget exactly what the what he was on but he was still in the hospital bed and uh I got to hold his hand I got to visit him in the hospital even after he had passed and I remember holding his hand it felt like an air balloon because it it, it felt like it was filled with air um but anyway my mom was taken out of the hospital by the time that I had gotten back here but at the funeral home, we still had to identify the body. And, I, you know, my dad could have done it alone, but it's just the two of us. So I went in with him. And, you know, when I saw my grandfather, I was very glad that I saw him. I do not regret that whatsoever. I could have gone without seeing my mom. Yeah. Yeah. That was too hard because they, like, dress her up to look like a person. She had already given away, like, skin tissue and 
her cornea, so her eyes, they took her, anyway, so it's just, like, she looked like a wax figure, and that was not easy for me to see as a daughter. It definitely wasn't easy for my dad to see as a husband, and we're hanging in there best we can. It's been nice to have him around because normally, yesterday, for instance, was particularly difficult for me. Everything was setting me off in a sad way. Some days I've been like very irritable. A lot of my emotions have been quite volatile, where if I feel misunderstood for even a moment, it will set me off. And it, it doesn't even need to be anything that was particularly targeted at me. It's, it's quite random, but it's just, if I feel misunderstood in a moment, I get so angry. Anyway, but yesterday was particularly sad for me. I, it was Lola's birthday, so it was my grandmother's birthday, my dad's mom. And she deserves to have a birthday. She does, even though I've dealt with tragedy. She, if you can hear that sound, I'm the coffee table that you're sitting on right now. I'm in my parents' office. It used to be, uh, we called it the playroom, so muscle memory, I still call it that. Uh, the coffee table's this um, wicker trunk, and it's making a bit of noise because I was uh, resituating. But it's Lola's birthday yesterday, and I had to go out and get presents for her the day before, and yesterday I had to wrap them, and all the wrapping supplies are in my mom's closet. And as I go in there, I just see all my mom's little organization things. Bentley, are you saying hi? You want to say hi? I see all of her old, not even old, because they were old. It's, it's only been a couple, it's been like nine days, maybe eight. I think nine. I think this is the ninth day. <laughs> but she has all these little organizations with labels because she's a teacher and she's adorable. And, and I had to, you know, there was the labels. It's a tape and scissors and name tags and bows and things like that. And I wrapped Lola's presents in my mom's closet just uncontrollably sobbing and... I had gotten through that, came to a moment of peace after letting all that out, and then we had to leave because Lola wanted to go to the nail salon for her birthday, and so I took her once again, like, I, 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 she deserves to have a birthday. My dad had a doctor's appointment, so I took her, there's, we're the only three in Virginia. My whole family spread across the East Coast, but they all flew up, down, whatever direction they were coming from. My family's from all the way up in Maine down to Georgia. Anyway, I dropped her off at the nail salon. Uh, when I picked her up, I, oh no, got a backup. As I was going to get her, all of my clean socks weren't, I had no more clean socks. So I had to go into my mom's drawer, which is typical. I mean, she would give me anything ever, you know, nothing, whatever was hers was mine too. There was nothing that was off limits and she would just, you know, that's how she was with me. She literally could not say no to me. It was um, blessing and a curse for both of us. Anyway, grabbing socks, putting them on my feet, another breakdown, driving to pick up Lola, another breakdown because my dad had to go pick up her ashes. She was cremated and he had to pick them up yesterday and knowing that my mom, <laughs> knowing that my mom is in a box in our dining room right now is really hard <laughs> to cope with. It's not easy. And 
I was telling Lola about that, and I, I couldn't even go into the nail salon. She was fine with it. She, we, she didn't make me, but the salon we go to is also where my mom used to get her hair cut, and the woman who cut my mom's hair when she found out was crying so hard that her boss sent her home. It's like, take the day off. So then we go out to dinner for Lola's birthday. I hate being in public right now. It's brutal because... I don't have to put it on a performance, but I was raised with manners and there is an element of me that knows that I have to behave when I'm out, where as when I'm in the comfort of my own home, I can be a bit more emotionally volatile, for lack of a better term, I keep using that. So we're at the restaurant, we're eating our food, um, the waitress has to find out because, you know, my mom had lent the waitress her phone number before because... My grandma lives nearby, and I, I don't even know why they had each other's phone numbers, but um, anyway, everyone has to know because everyone's had a moment with my mom, and everyone deserves to know, and, and then I start hysterically crying at the table, and the point that I'm circling back to is that it's nice to have my dad because when I'm having a really bad day, maybe he's in a bit of a stronger position, and he can help me out, and vice versa. Today's been pretty tough on him, and I've been relatively good um, hey Bentley, you want to come here? Come here. You want it? One second, I have to let her out. I think she wants to go outside. One sec. One sec. Okay. Coming back. Freudian slip. I've literally had a non-stop sex drive and I don't know what to do about it. It's not okay. I was telling this to someone, I'm like, what do I do? Like, I just wanna have all the sex right now, and I'm, yeah, so that's a separate side effect that I'm dealing with. Uh, if you really wanna know the nitty gritty of everything, because everyone thinks your focus is always on the tragedy at hand, but there's all these other random elements that are coming out, like I, and mentally so withdrawn, but physically so alert, and I've had so much excess energy inside my body that I'm restless, and I go through periods of time where I, yesterday I was just gonna go on a cute little neighborhood walk, my dad and I do this loop, it's a little bit over a mile, I put on my sneakers, you know, had my AirPods, no, I take off running, don't even want music, don't want a podcast, want nothing, just want the sound of the outdoors, the natural sound of the outside. And I take off and I have a relatively good mile time. I don't think I've had a mile time that, that, that has been that good in as long as I can remember. And I, <laughs> I needed that. And then today I went on three different bike rides, but I can't send an email, you know? I can go on three bike rides, but I can't send an email, and that's where I'm at right now. And then other times, I'm definitely bedridden. Uh, being horizontal is <laughs> one of my favorite things at the moment, just spending as much time in bed as possible. I'm normally oscillating between like f naps and then like physical activity. I'm not able to chill. I'm either trying to be unconscious or... I'm running or biking and that's that's where I'm at right now with that what else is going on in my life so family came down all the food the food train I mean I've never seen so much food in our kitchen in my entire life um this will hit some of you hard this is really sad 
or it was it was one of the things that struck me. If any of you guys follow me on Instagram, there are these random rubber shoes that I post about all the time called Soothies. They're on this sketchy website. I'm pretty sure they're sent from China, but they're so funny and I love them. And so like people buy them and tag me in it and I'll repost with a link and my mom, I'm not going to cry now, but it really set me off when I saw this. My mom has this giant piece of paper taped to the door of her travel to-do list because she was working as a travel agent randomly. Anyway, and then like home to-do list and at the bottom there was a mark that said soothies and I had never talked to her about them. I had never encouraged her to get them, but that just shows how much she paid attention to me and kept up with me and they came in the mail the other day. That's strange because that shows how little warning she even had. She had no idea that this was going to be the end of her life. None of us did. So having packages in the mail with her name on it are scary. It's scary. It's spooky. But I've been wearing her little black soothies because I love soothies. And she's never going to have a chance to wear them. See, but it's not. That's not even that sad. It was just sad because... She really, she followed everything online. And it's not so funny that like that used to piss me off so much. I felt like I had no outlet of freedom because my mom monitored every single thing that I did. Like she watched every Instagram story. She read every Instagram post. She watched every YouTube video. She listened to every podcast episode. She even like denied finding a way to look on my Twitter. And I even went private for a moment because I was so sick of her reading my tweets and I was like I'm going on private you can't you can't sneak on unless you make an account like all these little things that would tick me off right now things that I miss so dearly it's so strange it's so complicated you just don't know what to expect you really don't things that you think you're going to miss the most haven't or the things that I thought I would miss the most haven't even crossed my mind it's these strange little details that make me miss her it's it's all pretty random and the amount of love that she has. I mean, my mother was a school teacher for 30 years. Wow. I mean, the comments, DMs, letters, gifts that I've gotten from her students warm my heart so much because she... Is this going to be a whole episode dedicated to my mom? I really wanted to talk about best friends because that's been an element that's been a reminder. But anyway, I'll at least finish this thought. Um... They all have these amazing things to say. You know, one student posted an Instagram with her and said, like, thank you for every text, every lunch, every call, every... I don't even remember the rest of the the caption, but I had never even heard of this student. My mom had a full-on special relationship with one of her students, and, and I never even got to meet her. I never even heard about her because my mom just did her thing. Like, that was just part of her job, and she was so good at it. So yeah, when a teacher passes away, the community cries. It's it's a whole thing. It's really sad. And I had to write her obituary, which was actually really easy. That was so fast um, just because, you know, she's my mother and I'm definitely comfortable with words. And so that flew out. But I remember my dad, that was not something he could do. That's another reason that I'm glad to have him still because a lot of his strengths are my weaknesses and vice versa. We're actually still really similar though. Um, so I'm just hanging here with him. I have no timeline of how long I'll be here. Hi, Dad. 
I'm recording a podcast. Do you, do you want to say hi? <laughs> hi. How you doing? Can she come in? Yeah, but she was knocking at the door, so I let her out. Okay. I was going to put her up here. She was up there and then went to the door. Okay, I'm going to go outside. I want to cut the yard. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're fine. All right. Love you. Love you, too. And Bentley's back, baby. Isn't that right? I wish you would... I don't like when she barks, but I wish you would bark to say hello to them, you know, the listeners out there, wherever you are. Maybe you're in Portugal, maybe you're in Ireland, maybe you're in New Zealand, maybe you're in Virginia. Maybe that's been cool. A few people from home have listened to the podcast. That's really sweet because I definitely think when I'm doing this, that I'm talking into the void because I'm just speaking into my phone, but when I hear, when I see messages, that makes it that much more real. And then when I see messages or get passed on messages from people that I know personally, oh, then it's a totally different concept, you know, because I definitely wouldn't be able to sit at a table with a microphone and an audience and do this thing that I'm doing right now. But I like that. I like that I don't have to I want to go, I want to go on tour one day, you know, meeting people. I remember when YouTube meetups were a thing pre-COVID and that was definitely one of my favorite parts. So when things open up and group gatherings are widely accepted and safe, we'll work something out. Anyway, this episode was going to be on best friends because obviously who's here for me right now besides family and neighbors, my best friends, and I have so many. I have so many best friends. I have a ton of fucking friends, and I I love them all so much, and I don't have a rank for them. I was thinking about that because my family's gotten to meet a ton of friends that have stopped by the house, and I, I was thinking to myself, if they were to ask who is my best friend, I don't have an answer because, for example, Kaylee the one who was here when I first arrived. I mean, she hit best friend level. It's almost like a tier or like a um, like a point that you reach in your relationship, like where someone becomes your number one at a certain point. And it, she became my number one, I don't know, probably like maybe not fourth or fifth grade when we met, but like sometime, I don't know when it happened actually, but early on, sometime in childhood. And once you reach that, in my head, you stay there. So you just get grouped in with the best friends. And then best friends from high school. My best friend, when I moved out to LA, so like Drew and Claudia, like they've hit that point because they've been a number one. And then now John and Emily and Tyra, they hit that point. And like Helen Ann was in high school, you know, so all of these people and Alex, my summer camp best friend, they've all been my number one at some point. Therefore, they all are my best friends and I don't, I wouldn't be able to choose number one. Uh, I just think about that sometimes because who, if someone were to ask who my best friend is right now, it would totally be in context with where I was. I think it'd be like a distance thing because in terms of time, it's indefinite unless, you know, we have a falling out. But besides that, you stay there in my book and they've been all so great. Everyone has so much love and I'm trying to take it all. Like I'm trying to receive the love best that I can, best that I can, um, I haven't been sleeping very well, I haven't liked sleeping alone, I've had friends come and sleep with me all but two nights, and the first night I slept alone, terrible, it was absolutely terrible, 
last night, eh, it was okay. I did sleep. And it's strange, like, some friends that I've knocked out with some nights, like, it's it has nothing to do with them. I don't know what it has anything to do with, but I've always been a good sleeper, so I don't like that my sleep is being affected because it definitely does affect your day. I'm not one of those people that can run on no sleep. I know there are those people out there. I just certainly am not one of them. Sleep is a priority to me, and when it can't happen, when I'm restless and tossing and turning, horrible. <sighs> How long have I been talking for? 22 minutes. This would be about the halfway mark. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to post on my Instagram asking for questions for the pod because most people on Instagram by this point have heard about the news of my mother. So I think the questions will more or less be in context with that. And if they're not, I will just choose the ones that are, come back and finish the episode. And we're back, baby. I posted on my Instagram eight minutes ago, and there's at least 50, so we're going to go with it because I'm sure that I will not even reach that many. I normally get about 10, so let's do it. There was one that I... Oh, where did it go? I just checked it. Okay, McKenna Jadalt asked, how have you dealt with your loved ones morning too? That's so good. I actually love that a lot and I've found it to be quite helpful because no one wants to feel like they're doing this alone. As I referenced earlier in my my speech is a little off today. I don't know why. Does my voice sound different or is that in my head? Either way, I'm doing this. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, when my grandfather passed about 10 years ago, I was in eighth grade and I felt that my relationship with him was so individual that I didn't want anyone's input or anyone to even try to pretend that they understood our relationship because it was so special and I didn't want anyone to get it wrong. Um, I didn't want anyone to pretend like they knew when they didn't. Whereas my mom, I love hearing things that I didn't even know about. For example, my Aunt Lisa was talking about how she's going to miss her Sunday mornings with my mom and I didn't even know what that meant because my Aunt Lisa lives down in South Carolina But I guess my mom and her, you know, Lisa would pour her coffee and have a cigarette and my mom would pour herself a hot tea and they would have a conversation for about an hour every Sunday. And I never knew any of that. And that's been beautiful to learn. Hang on one second. Okay, so I can look at the Instagram questions and also uh, record on voice memos. I'm doing things a little bit differently because I have this very uh, DIY setup at the moment. Anyway... I, my cousin Morgan, I mean, my mom and her were like, I have my fingers crossed right now. Like, they were like this. My mom and I, very different personalities. We're definitely sunny and smiley and positive, but in terms of operations, no. Our days were spent so differently. My cousin Morgan, they were, like, I knew that was going to hit her so hard. I knew... Okay, I'm not crying. I'm just a little... Okay, I can do this. I can do this. I want to do this. And if I do cry, I don't care. That's fine. I don't think any of you guys mind. But I don't want to cry over everything at the moment. But I will if it so happens. Anyway, Morgan and her... Yeah, second mom vibes, for sure. Very close aunt-niece relationship. And it's nice to be there for them and to have them be there for me. So I haven't felt possessive or um what's the word I'm looking for um like uh 
not isolating. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, I think I gave my answer. Have any best favorite or any silly memories with your mom that you think of often? This one is from Danae Ryan. Okay, this is one. I remember when I first started working on YouTube where it wasn't just a hobby, but it was a little bit more professional. And I definitely was still in high school and I got a business email and they were giving me talking points and going over the campaign for the video. And <laughs> they were asking about dates and they said, is that duable for you? And I'm like, mom, what does this mean? I don't know this word. I've never heard it before in my life. And she's going over it. And she's like, I don't remember the dates, but we'll just make it up. Like, is June 27th duable for you? And she's like, duable? Is that another language? Is that Spanish? And I'm like, I don't know. Why would they include it? Is it, is it you know, like, laissez-faire? Is it something, you know, like, what does this mean? Guys, the word was fucking doable. And we took so long to figure that out. It took us so long. And then we were laughing for like 10 minutes after that. And I think about that often. Uh, I have, I believe I've told this on the pod before. Sorry, if you can hear my finger on the screen about my mom reading me a Junie B. Jones book and it was the monkey business book. And when my mom got to the part where, yeah, I've definitely said this on an episode before. My mom was reading the part about how the child had heard that her mom was pregnant and went to her class and got it confused and thought her mom was having a monkey. And that set my mom off. And I, to this day, have never seen her laugh as hard. It was endless. Oh, I can just picture my mom's laugh. Like when she would laugh for a very long time and she'd get hysterical to the point where she was crying. Like she would have laugh attacks. And she would just like... (laughs) have this like almost hyena sound and just like breathing in I can see the tears coming out of her face laughing so hard I'm going to miss that I'm going to miss that she yeah yeah okay um Maria dot Kushner and co said I've never experienced the death of a close person any advice on how to deal okay if it's unexpected You really have to allow anything that's surfacing to surface and, and feel it out. You know, there's not a lot of logic as I expressed before, the things that I thought I would miss or are just not, it's other things, the things that I thought I would feel I'm not feeling it's, it's new. It's, there's no, no predictions that you're able to make. You don't know how you're going to feel but honor how you feel. Now, when my grandmother passed away, she had dementia and I, we had already lost her years before her body left. You know, she was gone. So when she passed away, it was a good thing. You know, it was a really positive thing that she had passed on and entered eternal rest or gone wherever we believe that people go. That was good. Now, my friend who took her own life, not good. It's one of those things that it's never going to make sense because I don't believe it should have ever happened. And, and that one has been complicated. And I don't even know if I fully mourn that one myself because I, it was a friend that was from high school. So she came up to visit me in New York, but I mean, I wasn't seeing her on a regular basis. I would see her Christmas when I'd come home or yeah, she came up to visit and it's not a friendship that I was used to seeing on the reg, so in my head it still feels like there's a 
possibility that I could run into her again and, and hang out or she could come up and it's just not true. Uh, but I think take it as it comes and don't dismiss anything that you're feeling. That's the best way to deal with it. Be honest. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with others. If you don't want to see anyone, don't see anyone. I could go on about this, but those are some beginner tips with grief. <laughs> G Garrison 97, books, songs, movies helping you through right now. They're so random. I'm telling you, you can never predict what's going to help you. Frank Ocean, Channel Orange album, pretty much on repeat. Cheryl Crow, on repeat. Charmed, that television show from the early 2000s, maybe even late 90s, I don't even remember. Never really watched it. That's been great. I'm watching the Hemingway series on PBS. So good right now. Love learning about Ernest Hemingway. Books I've had a lot of trouble with. I'm reading a Jordan Peterson book. Having a lot of trouble reading that book. I panic purchased like 50 or $60 worth of books at the airport before the flight. I had a few minutes before we started boarding and, you know, the average person would go to the bar, get a drink or get like a ton of junk food snacks. No, not me. I got a gardening magazine and the FK Twigs, uh, her feature magazine. I got um, a puzzle book and I already had my Sex and Rage with Eve Babbitts that I haven't been able to open. And then the Jordan Peterson, it's the 12 Rules for Life, but the second one, the newer one. What else has been working though? Back scratches, back rubs, that's not movies or TV, but that's been helping a lot. Uh, okay, I think that's it for the first week. I have to remember that this is only the beginning and things are going to change. Convertibles, I think I said this. No, I didn't because it was only 24 hours. My aunt hadn't even gotten here yet. Guys, my aunt Paige rented a car. She flew here from Boston. She rented a BMW convertible talk about healing taking little convertible rides perfect so healing really really great we were talking on the phone today and she's like oh lex i wish i still had that convertible and could drive you around in my head i'm like just come back get another one we'll do it again it's fine uh next question oh this is interesting tessa clarice wait tessa clarice lee Asked, how do you build the perfect picture in your mind of someone who's passed? This is something I think about all the time. It's really common for when someone dies, for everyone to almost switch the perspective of who they were to only the good things. And I really try to make a conscious effort on that. I had had my problems with my mom but I'd work through them in therapy. I mean, it took me about two years. I was in therapy for just sorting out because I mean, having a sick mom growing up is not easy, but we had worked out our issues and it was beautiful. So, I mean, I really have nothing to complain about in terms of her. Like we had worked through everything. Obviously you want to remember all the things you loved about that person and sort of ignore the things that you didn't like or that you didn't think were healthy or whatever. But having this image in your mind I think it's gonna be ever evolving I'm gonna have you know my mom who she was last year I love who she got to become I love 
that I spent two months of my summer living with my parents last year just because the pandemic I really wasn't getting to visit and I, I normally visit Thanksgiving, Christmas and then in the summer but I really gave myself some time and it sucks because my parents and I were just saying that we'll always have that summer and we were saying this before she passed like she was saying that and I was gonna do it again and I can't but how to build the perfect picture you're going to have uh, you know I'm gonna be driving and pass some sign that reminds me of her I'm gonna see a color that reminds me of her so there isn't like this perfect image that you remember in your mind it's it's going to be changing because people are so three-dimensional and you don't you don't just remember them in a paragraph that you formed for their eulogy you know it's gonna be much more complex and a lot bigger than just a picture a lot of people are just asking how I'm doing uh I'm doing I'm going like I'm going through the emotions I'm going through the motions and I'm taking it day by day I'm I'm doing as expected okay Emily Lou underscore Barden asked your mom seemed like a wonderful woman do you think you'll take some of her clothing yeah for sure absolutely she's got some really cute purses that I want uh We'll see, we'll see, because she got into a lot of athleisure, and that's not really my vibe, but there's definitely going to be some things that I take for sure. I was telling my family this, a lot of people, when someone passes, they want to hold on to everything, you know, especially when a child passes, a lot of times parents will not touch the child's bedroom, and it almost becomes the shrine of who the kid was, and I almost feel I'm going to be the opposite, so of course it's been brought up, you know, you got to go through her closet, you got to go through her things, uh... And I think I need to give myself some time because I'm afraid I'll throw away everything and regret getting rid of some things. So I think I'm going to need a little bit of help with that because part of me is like, you know, she's gone. Like, what am I supposed to do? Have a t-shirt and and try to pretend like this is the equivalent? No, fuck you. Like, it, it gets me upset when it's not true. I don't know. I'm going to want reminders and I, I'm not sure. So... I will keep some of her clothing. I just need a little bit of time to go through it so I make sure I keep some things. Emily.Ren asks, can you explain thoughts on why people do or don't post on social media after death, etc.? I didn't think I was going to. I really didn't think so. I only did because I knew that you guys knew her, some of you guys knew her, and I wanted you to know. And then after seeing the response, I was so glad that I posted. Now, if your parent or whoever's passing was misunderstood or maybe their death is something, the way they died is not something you're ready to speak about or answer any questions, you might want to take some time. Uh, so I think people do, for example, like me, I wanted, I wanted the world to mourn with me. You know, I wanted to hear from you. I wanted to read the love that you had to say. But if, you know... Uh, for example, when my grandfather passed, I, I'm assuming I had social media, but I don't think I posted anything because it was such an individual relationship. He wasn't, I didn't even have a YouTube channel yet. So there was no one that I cared to tell anyone in my life or anyone in his life would have known. So I think people just do, do if they're ready and if it feels like they had a large community, but don't if they're not ready to accept or not ready to talk about it. Um, or they feel like you know, the internet is not a part of their community that they want to mourn with. 
den v x l d e z i just spelled it out because i don't know how to say it asked do you feel closer to her and no not at all and it pisses me off because all these people are talking about how they're getting signs they're seeing cardinals they're oh, and i haven't gotten anything except for this random light flicker in my bathroom and I, that's the only thing that's been strange it starts flickering a bunch only one of them and then it just goes back on and I asked my dad if that's ever happened before and no it hasn't so if that was my mom hey hey like if you're out there if you're out there let me know <laughs> I want to hear from you <laughs> it's not easy it's not easy and all of the neighbors and all of the people showing love and support for her I know that they just want to everyone just wants to cut off their arms and give it to me just <laughs> to replace <laughs> what I've lost but it's obviously not gonna happen everyone keeps asking if there's anything I can do let me know there's nothing anyone can do there's nothing anyone can do my uncle was joking He's like, Lex, when people ask you this, you just got to start saying big things and see if they do it, you know? Start saying, like, I want tickets to Paris. <laughs> so, if anyone wants to fly me to Paris, <laughs> let's fucking go. Yeah. All right. I've had enough. I, I want to end this maybe with one more question. Something hopeful. Something hopeful. Let's look for something hopeful. All right, Brigitte Stefan Stefanik Stefanik. Funny pet peeve she did to annoy you that you guys would laugh at it. Oh, her being up like all up in my business that would bother me so much. We would argue about that all the time. Just like no privacy, no privacy. But it's just because he just wanted to know me fully, and I. I was like, Mom, boundaries. But she's like, you know I'm crazy. You know I just love you so much. And now, now I'm like, ugh. If only, if only she could watch my Instagram story. I freaked a few people out because I've obviously wanted to see what people have been posting about my mom. And I don't follow all of those people. So I've been going on my mom's phone uh, just to, in case there is a text to, you know, answer on someone else's phone or give them a call back or look at the Instagram post, things like that. And I guess I had accidentally clicked one of my friend's stories or maybe my dad did. And she asked me, she was like, um, has anyone been on your mom's Instagram? Because, and sent me a screenshot of Sandy Lombard watching her story. And she's like, because I believe in spirits and ghosts. So I just needed to check this out. I was like, oh no, I think that was one of us. My bad. Yeah. So mom, if you're out there and you want to give me a sign, I'm, I'm here for it. If not, take your time. I'm good either way. I'd love to hear from you and thank you all so much for being here making it this far in the episode listening to me spending this 45 minutes or however long it's been with me it means a lot and I don't necessarily want the majority of my podcast to become my mother but it is the, clearly the most gigantic thing in my life at the moment and it's inevitable, 
it's one of the only things on my mind. I was sitting in the car driving home yesterday and I was just thinking about my friends and I was like that'd be a good topic you know talk about what it means to be a best friend and to have best friends and talk about your gratitude that you have for your friends and then I come out in here and I'm like mom (laughs) mom this mom that but it makes sense I'm not too worried anyone's gonna be upset I just don't I want to make it clear this will not be forever but this is how it is right now in this episode Thank you for listening. I love you all so much, and I will catch you in the next episode very soon. XOXO, Lexi. Mm-hmm.